And welcome to the Hometown Headlines Rants of the Week. Yes, we've put together some of our rants from this past week. Put them together in one file for easy listening if you'd like. Several of these rants will deal with the situation regarding the so-called urban camping here in Rome and Floyd County. As you know, there has been some developments there. The city commission and city administration basically has tabled this proposal as of Friday afternoon. We'll take a look at that coming up this week as well. That'll be the week ahead of us. Right now, please spend a few minutes listening to some of our reports from last week, some of the rants, some of the updates as well. We hope you enjoy this. We may make this a weekly feature. You let us know at the email address, druck at hometownheadlines.com. And as always, we will end the rants of the week with the soundful stylings of our good friend Harry Musselwhite and Funky Druck. Have a great week ahead in Northwest Georgia. Our rant of the day, how about this headline? The heat is on to protect our student athletes. August 15th is a day we'll never forget. Being Catholic and having attended Catholic school for a bunch of years, it is ingrained in us that this is a holy day. That that is a day we go to church. But also, perhaps making even more of an indelible memory was something that happened in the opposite direction, so to speak. Anything but heaven. August 15th signaled the start of hell as in two-a-day football practices in the muggy Florida mornings and the blistering midday heat. How nasty was it? The practice jerseys we wore in the morning were still sweaty and still stinking even more when we went back for that afternoon practice. The coaches didn't know about water breaks back then, so we coughed down salt pills that tasted a whole lot like Alka-Seltzer. Between practices, we'd go to Doug's house where Big Shirley had what seemed like cases of Coca-Cola on ice. We'd drain them and just lie on the floor dreading what came next in a couple hours for afternoon practice. You've heard the expression, beware the Ides of March. How about trying beware the Ides of August? Those memories came back to us on Monday afternoon as we read a few Facebook posts about Parks and Rec suspending after-school practices, citing the wet bulb readings. Basically, conditions were just too dangerous for our kids. We picked up on a few of those quotes on Facebook. Quote, we never miss practice, end quote. And quote, that never happens, end quote, replies which scared us more than two-a-day practices or the aftermath of drinking too much Coca-Cola or those sweaty, stinking jerseys. We know so much more about our bodies and the heat and football and concussions today than we did nearly 50 years ago. And while there's more to learn, we're grateful our sports community is now pumping the brakes more than we used to when it comes to heat stroke and head injuries and endangering young lives. The era where the snarling coach shouted, quote, be a man, end quote, amid 108-degree heat acts are over. And while coaches thinking otherwise, should do this. Hit the exit, guys. Your time is done. We have medical research that shows the long-term effects of bad decisions fueled by demanding coaches or even a player's pride and passion are just too dangerous. Most of us recall that tense moment in Varsity Blues when the coach wanted to inject whatever it was into a player's leg to get him back on the field. Thankfully, there was a righteous ending in that movie. We have plenty of data available to show us how to train and condition our young athletes today. Let that research be the guide we use and not someone trying to relive his or her glory days of decades ago. 
Coaching isn't about grueling practices. It's about teaching young men and young women. And those lessons include taking care of their bodies and minds for years to come. This is John Ruckemeller at HometownHeadlines.com. Thanking you for joining us today. We'll have continuing coverage of today's heat and heat warning all day long on the website, HometownHeadlines.com. We'll close out right now with the wonderful stylings of fellow podcaster Harry Musselwhite with Funky Druck. Have a great day and a safe day in Northwest Georgia. Okay, our rant of the day, we'll title it this, Amen to Litter Concerns, but what about discarded people? For years, we watched a good friend organize community cleanups and neighborhood improvements and riverside trash collections and such. She was a true champion at her job. But there's always more trash discarded by those basically just too lazy to use the ample, and we stress ample, trash cans in public places, be they street sides, outside retailers, whatever it is. There's more trash cans than ever in our community, and yet more folks are just opening the window and tossing it out. We laughed recently when we saw some college kids dump their Chick-fil-A bags in the trash can at Panda Express in Calhoun. Good choices, both the recycling and also in the food. So now in Roman Floyd County, we have a new task force targeting litter and blight. This on top of Keep Rome Floyd Beautiful. There are some well-known names on this list on this task force, and we appreciate their intent and their advice and their service. But we ask our government leaders this. This task force is announced a day after the city of Rome gives a first reading to ordinances targeting, quote, urban camping and, quote, panhandling. Pardon us, but where exactly are our priorities as a community, as human beings for that matter? There are hundreds of homeless people scattered throughout Rome and Floyd County. Sure, some have mental issues. Others have issues we'll just never understand. But rather than forming an A-list panel to find a better way to help these human lives from becoming, yes, another form of discarded trash, we see press releases about litter and blight. Have we lost that much compassion where we grumble more about litter than about the people who may benefit from added attention and additional care? Have we given up on those men, women, and yes, hundreds of children while we instead add another layer of bureaucracy to the fight against litter. Spoiler alert, you want to solve the litter problem? Jack up all those fines and maybe just enforce the laws already on the books. We have some wonderful people in this town dedicated in helping those in need, including the Community Kitchen, the Free Clinic, Living Proof Recovery, the Davies Shelters, the Salvation Army, Restoration Rome, and area church and youth groups. They're turning lives around, connecting those in need to services they really need. Why can't we put this same focus, this same passion, that same A-list to work trying to save and restore lives in our community? After all, what's more important, discarded trash or discarded human lives? This is John Ruckermiller with HometownHeadlines.com. Thanking you for joining us today. We'll have continuing news updates throughout the day on HometownHeadlines.com. We'll close out this morning with those wonderful stylings of our good friend and, yes, fellow podcaster, Harry Musselwhite. Stay tuned for Funky Truck. Have a great day in Northwest Georgia. Okay, rant of the day. Is this any way to run local government? That's what we're calling it. We'll read this, and we'll sure we'll get emails about this. 
Were I still at radio, I'd probably be fired tonight. Anyway, on to the, uh, on to the rant. An old friend asked this question on Wednesday. Quote, is there any other way this urban camping ban is going to end up other than mass incarcerations? End quote, end question. That's a question community groups and faith-based groups are dealing with right now. But the bigger question is this. Exactly what is the next target of local government? Think about this. In less than a calendar year, we have seen the following. This is going to be a long list, so get a cup of coffee. Number one, a curfew placed on teens 16 and under to be off the street by 11 p.m. Another smoking ordinance was enacted on top of one it basically duplicated, and that original one, by the way, wasn't being enforced in the first place. Then we see a May 20th mandate about new parking hours and restrictions in downtown Rome enacted just days prior to two of the busiest days on Broad Street. High school graduations. Only the Christmas parade is bigger. A rare dose of sanity, or maybe election year, erasing those parking crackdowns and its co-conspirator, yes, that license plate reader mobile thing that apparently won't be producing usable data for the year end by the year's end anyway. We ask this, what exactly did that $70,000 pay for again? Then there was a strong-armed robbery of economic development from the chamber in a county-driven power play that involves the city with nary a clue on how to operate and fund this newest city-county development. Even better, governments are now paying $150,000 each to fund this thing, and aren't they still paying dues to the remnants of the Rome Floyd Chamber as well? What exactly was the reason behind this big switch again? And by the way, we've still got millions in the bank for economic development, Aside from renovating that shack behind the chamber, what is that money supposed to be doing again, and when are we going to start doing it? Question mark. The homeowners of Somerville Park have their own questions. Basically, they were given participation trophies as they went before the city commission seeking assistance in blocking a hotel from opening in their neighborhoods, not adjacent to it. And the city basically said, well, you're out of luck. We have no options to help you. Thankfully, the mayor may have a solution. Our question is this. Why didn't others think of something as well? And now comes an effort to crack down on, quote, urban camping and, quote, panhandling in the city. Rather than taking action eight years ago to help these people dumped by the closing of the state mental hospital in West Rome, these newest regulations are raising basic human rights concerns. They could be enacted by August 26th of this year. But there is good news out there, and we'd be remiss for not mentioning that. Through some voodoo economics, the city found close to $5 million to add indoor courts at the already $11.2 million tennis center that hosted a major college tennis tournament that drew almost 1,900 people. A record crowd for the ACC, by the way. They all came to Rome for that tennis tournament. Let's put it this way. A bad night at the Rome Braves Stadium draws a crowd that size. And that's one game out of 70 or more each season. Think about this. Curfews, bizarre parking plans, a license plate tracker car that does not compute, a redundant smoking ordinance, an economic development power grab that is costing you more with no results, plus 50% 50 more expenditures at the tennis center. Welcome to a year in the life of your elected and appointed government officials in Rome and Floyd County. The question now is, What are you, the voter and the taxpayer, going to do about it? 
This is John Druckenmiller with HometownHeadlines.com. Thanking you for joining us today. We'll have continuing news updates for you throughout the day on HometownHeadlines.com. We invite you to join us there. And we invite you to hang around for a couple seconds here. You'll hear the wonderful stylings of the maestro himself. Yes, Mr. Harry Musselwhite with his rendition of Funky Druck. Have a great day in Northwest Georgia. All right, let's go ahead and wrap up the news week. Kind of a rant, but not a rant here. Couple items to update you on, plus some other events that end the weekend. They include the following. We have an update from one of our very good readers on our year in the life of local government, our rant from yesterday. On Thursday, we ranted, if that's a word, about the bizarre year it has been. By the way, we're not talking about calendar year. This goes back 12 months or so. Anyway, what a bizarre year it has been for local government. One of our more dedicated readers and listeners said we forgot to include this item in that year-end or year-wrap-up and follies and such, and that was the incredible speed with which the city commissioners and staff acted to shut down the Tribune Street office of the Love Library earlier this year. Just as those stylish outfits were beginning to hang in the display windows over there in Tribune Street, that operation was shut down faster than you can say, Charles Creighton. The only thing faster was the quickly added and enacted vote by the county commission last summer that started this strong-armed robbery of economic development from the Greater Rome Chamber. Make that Rome Floyd Chamber. Thank you very much. Other items today in today's headlines, you'll see an update on another Broad Street business jumping to Central Plaza. Riverside Gourmet is expanding at 250 Broad Street, so there's no real overall loss in the use of space in downtown Rome. The jump by Bussies further underscores the revitalization of Central Plaza, first with that massive updating several years ago, followed by the arrival of the Woodstock Furniture Store. The Stitchery, by the way, from uh, the Cotton Block, was the first business to jump, first, the most recent business to jump from Broad Street over to Central Plaza. Don't forget, Psychotherapy did, did that years before that is now out of business. Also, as of Central Plaza, some other ideas. A lot of eyes will be on Duffy's Deli, especially with the opening of Chicken Salad Chick off Martha Berry near Cookout in just a few days. We think you'll find Duffy's will do just fine. Thank you very much, especially after the opening surge. As chic and trendy as Chicken Salad Chick is, Duffy's has generations of customers and business relationships and one of the most efficient catering operations in town. I love to go in there around 10 o'clock in the morning and see just what they have laid out for their customers. It's amazing to see how efficient that operation is. And one more note on Chicken Salad. Perhaps we need to do a customer survey on it all as Chicken Salad Chick opens here. There are a few others in town that do a pretty nice job with Chicken Salad. Among them, by the way, Doug's Deli downtown. In fact, we're headed there later today to get a refill for ourselves. And we'll end on one more business note today. Those of you on the keto diet rejoice. JJ over at Smoothie King reports he's adding a couple of keto options beginning this Tuesday. We stopped in for a smoothie after a particularly interesting MRI on our right knee. And uh, we made that stop there on Thursday afternoon. If every business person, seriously, if every business person had JJ's energy and passion, would have a lot more successful businesses in this community. Maybe it's just something in those smoothies. We don't know. This is John Druckermiller at HometownHeadlines.com thanking you for giving us patience today. A little bit late on the report. We hope you have a great weekend in Northwest Georgia. We'll be back with a new Druck Report interview coming up on Monday as well as our daily 
uh, newscast. I want to thank you again for listening today and remind you to have a great weekend in Northwest Georgia. As always, we close with the wonderful stylings of the maestro himself, Harry Musselwhite and Funky Druck. Thank you.